It's Minecraft. It's WoW. It's okay. Agent May is our favorite Asian of S.H.I.E.L.D. Will the bear snap into a Slim Jim? Ooh, yeah! Pull up your pants, everybody. It's The Shakedown. everybody, and welcome to the second episode of the Shakedown Podcast. I'm Austin Stevens, joined as always... I'm Dan Schweizer. And I'm Dylan Webster. This week's episode is brought to you by Cough Pillows. <coughs> Alright, and we're also joined today by Joshua Bray. You can find him on Tinder. Hello, Josh. Say hi, Josh. What's up? There we go. All right. All right, so you have a 50-word max. There's one. <laughs> 49 more to go. All right, Austin, let's get it rolling. Let's just get what right you into got it. for us this week? Uh, so I, this week and the week previous, have been playing this game called Trove, mm-hmm. which you actually pointed me in the direction of this game and said, hey, what's Trove? And I said, I have no idea. Let me check it out. And yeah, I found that on uh, Xbox for uh, gold members. You were able to download the demo, or was it the full game? It's the beta, I think. Oh, okay. So it's right now it's free, and I think it's always been free. Mm. Um, but it's just now on console. It actually came out uh, for PC and Steam on November 4th of 2014. And it oh, just came out. So it's been around for a while. Yeah, it just came out on consoles uh, December 13th of last year. Now, I said that it looked like a combination of Minecraft and World of Warcraft. Yeah, and it's exactly that. It's. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, so it's made by Tryon Worlds, who've also done Rift, Defiance, End of Nations, and Arcage. And I have neither hmm. heard nor played any of those. I've heard of Rift, but never played it. Okay, what's Rift? I said I've heard of it. I didn't say I know what okay. it is. <laughs> well, then, we know nothing. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so it's, it is like Minecraft and World of Warcraft combined. So it's like the cube world that's like all the craze now because of the yeah, huge success. Yeah, because of the huge success of Minecraft. Yeah. And so successful they're making a movie oh are they really they're really making a minecraft movie you know what that's gonna be the video game movie that breaks the uh trend of bad <laughs> video game movies is the minecraft <laughs> movie i really yeah, can have we hope just on like stop can we stop this craze because it is just yeah. awful because like pixels pixels already was terrible and that was about like all the old video games you know what though? There's a there's a YouTube series uh, based in Minecraft called I think the Goon Squad, um, and it's hilarious. It's so funny. If they can base it around that sort of premise, I'll see that movie. Okay. But what? anyways, Trove. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so you start the game and you pick a class, and mm-hmm. there's I think like. 10 classes or something and i picked an ice mage because he looked the coolest (laughs) and he like he's blue and he he floats around and he uses ice powers and it's pretty much just like the fighting is kind of like button mashing where you just you have like one attack and one special and you just pound the attack button click 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 Yeah, and there's like a bunch of monsters that attack you, and then there's caves that you can explore with like mini bosses that you fight, and you get treasure. So that's like where the the World of Warcraft comes in, is it's because it's an MMO. So there's a bunch of other real people in the game with you, and you can form. Oh, all right. Yeah, so you can form clans, and you can talk with people, and Mm -hmm. the chat is always fun because it's just it gets crazy in the chat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's like, there's a main hub area where you start and then there's different worlds for different skill levels. So you start off with the beginner and then novice and then the expert and then Uber. Yeah. So you're not just like dropped into the middle of this hard world and you can't do anything. You progress through worlds as you go. That's one of the things I hate about, uh, MMOs is the fact that 
you often get thrown in with just high-level people that wreck shit around you, and you're like, no, not me! Yeah, and the, yeah. so that doesn't happen with this game. That's and good. then, so there's... That's basically its own mode, and then you can hit the select button and switch into basically Minecraft mode. And you can destroy blocks and build blocks. And one of the cool parts with that is that there's these things called cornerstones, which is a plot of land in every world that you can claim as your own and build a house or just like anything, you know, up to the sky or down to the middle of the earth, you can dig and build and nobody else can come in and destroy it. So you don't get, Oh, that's yeah. You don't get the griefing like you do with just all the a-holes in Minecraft that come in and destroy your world. (laughs) So you, yeah, yeah, so you don't get that in Trove. Um, That's good. Yeah, so I played like for four hours and I kind of built myself a little house that was okay. Yeah. But I didn't want to like destroy too much of the world yet to build blocks because it was just like grass and dirt. So I didn't really know where to get anything else. And it was still in the tutorial, so it's like, you know, go find some iron ore and dig some iron ore. So I went and did that. Mm. And But it is like, I feel like it might get boring after a while. Because it was fun while I played it. But it's just kind of, it's super repetitive. With just like the enemies coming at you. And you just see a skeleton, so you hold down the right trigger and it just shoots ice pellets at him until he dies. So, Isn't that kind of the fatal flaw of minecraft too it's just repetitive yeah but but minecraft is always like go build something so like you at least get to be creative so the the minecraft version of trove is fun because you get all these people like building stuff and there's also a pretty extensive character customization Mm. that I'm, i'm pretty sure you can like design your own since it's you know pixels you can design your own character So the customization part of Trove is going to be what the real draw of it. And the gameplay is just kind of like a side thing where you you go out and you you fight baddies and you upgrade your armor and stuff. Okay, so you feel like the World of Warcraft side of it is the repetitive part and the Minecraft side of it is the more fun. Yeah, because I like I said, I only played for a couple hours, so I don't know how extensive it is. And I'm sure if you're mm-hmm. into that kind of stuff, then it would be a great game to be able to customize all your gear and, like, get the best gear and all of that stuff. And, like, because World of Warcraft is so great because of how in-depth it goes. And, like, uh-huh. all of the the backstories of the characters and the interactions and, like, the universe that you're in. And I don't think Trove will go as deep as that. Like, it has different worlds. It has, like, a candy world and an ice world and a fire world and stuff like that. But it's just, like, here's a themed world where World World of Warcraft is, like, here is a section of the world and this is, like, the thousand-year backstory for it. So, so yeah, it doesn't have, like, a history to the world. It's just kind of, like, it's just kind of different worlds. Yeah, it's just, like, here it is. Go explore it. Okay, so there's no there's no real storyline to it then. Not that I could tell really. And it so might be just because it's, it's the beta and I didn't play very long, but Okay, that's true. I, yeah, and so I am going to go back to it because I feel like there's mm-hmm. a lot more to the game that I haven't seen, but this is just okay. like what I've read and what I've experienced yeah. myself. So from what you've experienced instead of World of Warcraft, it's more like RuneScape. Yeah. Yeah, RuneScape. I remember RuneScape. <laughs> oh, man. Sometimes I think I should go back and play RuneScape again, and then I realize, no, I don't have time for that. I can't believe that's still a thing. It is still a thing. I am so surprised that the servers are still online, but apparently there's enough people that still play RuneScape that, yeah, it's still around. I wish I could remember what my username and login and stuff was. Because I played, like, in sixth grade or whatever, you know, back in before the millennium. And I had a girlfriend named Delphina, and I never broke up with her. So I'm I'm pretty sure she's devastated. And I'd I'd like to go back and reconcile with her just so I could actually, like, break up with her formally. 
Ah, uh, yes, explain to her that you now have a wife. Mm-hmm. And that things just won't work just didn't, between just you. just didn't work out. Also, I don't have the rupees to, to sustain her. <laughs> also, maybe she could explain to you that when you were in sixth grade, that was not before the millennium. <laughs> it might have been. I don't know. It, it was not. Like, not even a little bit. Not, no. <laughs> you, I'm, I'm 25 now. Age means nothing to me. <laughs> He's 25 and married. Age really means no, no I just he's, he's dead inside. I'm just living year to year. <laughs> yeah. He and goes into Home Depot and says, hmm, I can make myself a mansion. No, you That's, can't. I'm actually going to Home Depot next weekend to buy wood to build my cat a cat tower. Ooh, knobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're dead. I am, you are dead inside. The child in you is gone. I am an adult. Say goodbye to your dreams. But I'm also going to build myself promise. a custom Catan board, so... Ooh. Yeah, that also Settlers. fits in geekdom, so that's going to be... That's relevant. That <laughs> is relevant. Go geeks. All right, well, that's what I got on Trove. I don't know if you guys have any questions or input on that. That's, that's all you've got on Trove so my, far, huh? My only mm-hmm. question was, what is Trove? And you answered that. That is what hey, Trove is. look at that. All right. So, um... Would you, who would you recommend this game to? That's my question. What mm. type of gamer would you recommend this to? I would recommend it for everybody to at least try it. If nothing, just because it's free. <laughs> All right, um, that's always a good reason. I like free stuff. But if you like Minecraft, you'll like it. And if you like MMOs, you'll like it. Because it does have, like, the basics and the fun of MMOs, and it has the creativity of Minecraft. Uh, so it is, because you know Minecraft is just kind of like, go, go do something. Yeah, I I was into Minecraft for a little bit, but that's because I was in tech school, and uh, I just had really nothing else to occupy <laughs> my time with. Yeah, so Trove is Minecraft with a story. And more things to do than just build. So with a story, so you think. Yeah. Um, so I I would recommend it to most gamers to at least check it out. All right. So Trove gets the recommendation from Austin. Yep. It's got a little something for everyone. Mm-hmm. And so that's so that's it for Trove. Uh, next week I've decided that I'm going to talk about 1984 because I just finished the book. And Ooh, yeah. Boy, is it just okay. Boy, boy. You just now read 1984? Yeah. Okay. You didn't have to read that in high school? No. No. Well, crap, I had to read that in high school, and you guys went to the same school as me. We were only two years apart. Things changed quickly. That's true. How did the curriculum change that much in two years? They realized that 1984 was just okay. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's kind of relevant, even though we're not going to get too political with it. Um, but I do want to discuss it. All right. Excellent. So that'll be next week. I like discussion. Cool. Great. All right. So that is it for geekdom. And we will now move on to film and TV. For this week, we selected, uh, (laughs) agents of shield for the film and TV section. Oh yeah. Uh, we're all huge Marvel fans. So, uh, I don't know if Dylan has kept up with the show. I have not kept up with this season, but I'm up to date up until this season. All right. Uh, Josh, I don't know if you're, you've kept up with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yet. All right. Josh watches a lot of TV, and he can only watch so many things at once. And that's six more like words. Like The Bachelor. <laughs> yes. Bachelorette. <laughs> so, uh... For those that aren't up to date, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 4 picks up with uh, the introduction of Ghost Rider, the uh, self-imposed exile, basically, of Sky, a.k.a. Daisy, a.k.a. Quake, Mm -hmm. the newly appointed director, Jeffrey Mace, and uh, Dr. Radcliffe's new invention, which is the android Ada for lack of a better classification of her. I'm saying Android. Yeah. So we should probably say spoilers, right? 
Yes. Yeah. Spoilers will most likely be discussed. Um, we're going to talk up to last week's episode um, as the next one comes out tomorrow, uh, February 7th. Yeah. So maybe <clears throat> today, right. depending on when I get it up. Maybe, maybe yesterday, February depending 7th. on when I get it up. <laughs> Uh, tomorrow from the time of recording, yes. February 7th. <laughs> um, so, uh, they are currently in what, what is being classified as a pod of the season. They've broken it down into three pods. So, the first pod was Ghost Rider. Great pod. And, yeah, I really liked their take on Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they're in LMD, which is Life Model Decoy. Yes. Uh, good good callback if everyone remembers when Agent Coulson showed up to talk to Tony Stark in, the, in his Stark Tower before it was Avengers Tower and called him and he said, you have reached the Life <coughs> Model Decoy of Tony Stark. Ooh. Please leave a message after the beep. Mr. Stark, this is urgent. Then leave it urgently. And then he comes through the elevator. Yeah, that was my voicemail for many years. Yeah. <laughs> Phil, uh, his first name is Agent. So, yeah, life model decoys are a real thing now. Yep. Um, and that is what Radcliffe has turned his ADA program into, is developing these life model decoys. At least that's what he's passing it off for, for S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so in the Ghost Rider arc, uh, they discovered the book called The Dark Hold, which is a mystical artifact that, depending on the reader, can provide you with um, untold knowledge. And it basically tells the reader what the reader wants to know about. Yeah, and it actually has some ties to Doctor Strange, too. Yes. Which is awesome. In the Mystic Realm. Yes. Um, so it's it's first used by villains on the show uh, to create sort of an energy source, I think it was supposed to be, but then... It wasn't uh, clear. It kind of... Yeah. Um, it's kind of corrupted uh, one of the main characters... And it eventually falls into the hands of S.H.I.E.L.D. And Ada uses it to bring uh, Coulson and Fitz back from uh, another dimension. It's kind of like purgatory. Yeah, that's what it seemed like. Because they were trying to be sucked into a, another dimension that seemed kind of like hell. They were definitely hinting at that because the Ghost Rider was saying... I. I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back. Yeah. So yeah, you would he was saying think, I, I won't go back there. Yeah. So you would think the Ghost Rider, being an agent of Mephisto, would be mm. from Hell. Yeah. Or at least the Marvel version of Hell. Yeah. So after after Ada has seen the Darkhold, Radcliffe wants to know more about it, and. Uh, so, in in this second pod, the LMD program, he's deployed a second LMD, which replaced Agent May. He made an Agent May LMD, kidnapped the real Agent May, and uh, now the team has been infiltrated, basically, by this life model decoy, whose programming is to figure out where Coulson has hidden the Darkhold and retrieve it for Radcliffe. Yeah. Um, in the most recent episode, uh, that kind of all comes to a head. Radcliffe is revealed to be working against S.H.I.E.L.D. to get the Darkhold. Uh, it's discovered that he has replaced himself with an LMD. Yeah. That was a great reveal. Uh, that was so good. And Fitz is the one that figures it out, too. Mm -hmm. 
And that was perfect. He just grabs a gun and shoots the robot in the head. And the bullet bounces off. And he's like, knew it. See ya. (laughs) Um, Then uh, at the towards the end, uh, Radcliffe has been working with the watchdogs. And it seems like some like weird kind of side sect of the watchdogs. I don't know. It, uh, that he's working with. It feels like it's just know. all the watchdogs. Maybe. I don't know. This is the first time that it's been non-Americans that are in the watchdogs. Oh, I hadn't paid that close attention. Well, I mean, the captain of their submarine was Russian. Yeah. Uh, but <clears throat> so it's revealed he's working with them. They, root out the location of the Darkhold and the LMD agent May cannot overcome her programming and surrenders the Darkhold to Radcliffe. Yeah. So, where we're at right now, uh, the team has found out that... Uh, it is not actually May that she is an LMD. But there's another one. Hmm? But there's another LMD. What do you mean, but there's another LMD? Well, I'm pretty sure another member of the team is an LMD. Who do you think? I don't know, but Radcliffe said we gotta, we gotta count on our second LMD. Well, there was him. Is that did they count that as is that what he was talking about? I think I think he was talking about his LMD. Oh. Uh, I thought it was because if gonna be if another. you look at everyone else, there hasn't been an opportunity to replace them yet. Well, remember Simmons said that he mapped her brain. Oh, that's true. So I wonder if maybe but, it's Simmons. But when could he have swapped her? I don't know. We didn't know when he would have swapped May until it was revealed in a flashback. Well, no, we knew. I mean, technically, we didn't know that we didn't know that he had swapped May, but we knew that May went to retrieve Ada. So. Oh uh, yeah. Without that flashback, you could make that connection. The flashback made it clear. Right, okay. I still think there's another one, um, though. There's going to be some sort of reveal. It potentially could be Simmons if they swapped... If he was at the point that he could have swapped her when she basically got snatched by the S.H.I.E.L.D. research team when she got that inhuman to come out of his uh, cocoon, so to speak. Yeah. Which we need to talk about that more. The, the inhuman and his cocoon? Yeah. Yeah, so um, that was the brother of a senator that is strongly against inhumans. Yeah. Of course. And she's got um, an inhuman brother who And she's got an inhuman brother. Who so, she kills. Yep. She uh she had him basically abducted after he came out of his shell and they were holding him and kind of watching him to see what powers he had. And he knew that she was so against it because they made a deal with each other at the Inhuman Outbreak that if either of them got turned, they would kill the other one. Which is crazy. Yeah. I mean, what the heck? Yeah. What, what are what are his what are his powers then? Um, he ends well, up having super speed. Yeah, it ends up he has super speed okay. and Shield comes to rescue him, finds out where he's being held, comes to rescue him, and he says, No, I trust my <coughs> sister. I'm going with her. And the director is on this mission, and and Daisy doesn't want him to go 
but uh, he's like, no, he made his decision. We're not doing this against anyone's will. Let him go. So he gets on the plane with his sister, who's now seen that he does, in fact, have superpowers, and she shoots him on the helicopter, and they dump his body in a lake. However, uh, it is revealed that he goes into another inhuman cocoon as he sinks to the bottom of the lake. Yeah. So he possibly has an additional superhuman power of regeneration or something along those lines. Interesting. Yeah. So I think he'll come back. He'll come. He'll definitely come back. They're not just going to leave an inhuman cocoon at the bottom of a lake. That's, I don't know. It wouldn't int- be the first time that a thread has been left un unpulled. True. That's an interesting uh, power combination, though. Super speed and regeneration. regeneration. It kind of makes sense, though. I mean, I mean, yeah, it does. Because like, if he gets to a point where like he runs too fast, like he can mess stuff up. Super well, healing. And then he, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like the Flash. Yeah. Right. So when she's Josh knows about the yeah. Flash. Go Flash. <laughs> when she shoots him in the stomach, shouldn't that bullet have exited on the other side and hit the pilot? No, no, no. He was, she was facing the pilot. He was in the back of the helicopter. Yeah, and she put the gun to his stomach. There should be an exit wound, right? Well, he, his back was to the back of the helicopter. Did they specify what caliber bullet? No. Okay, I'm just saying. They never do, Josh. She put a pistol to his stomach, and it stayed in his stomach. It... Just possibly. Just, let's go to the Marine and ask him what kind of bullet could have maybe not exited. All right, Bray, you have Josh. 30 words. <laughs> I know for the Marines and for the Army, the seven six, or the uh, five five six round is a bullet that's designed to tumble. Um, so once it strikes uh, human flesh, instead of blowing through like a seven six two seven six two would, um, like what you got with the AK forty sevens. 762 entry hole is going to be um, size of a dime, exit hole is going to be size of a quarter. With a 556, entry hole is going to be the size of a pea, and the entry holes or the exit wound is going to be about the size of a softball just because there's so much powder behind a smaller bullet um, and it tumbles. Once it hits it, it mushroom clouds out and then tumbles. There's been stories of guys getting shot in the leg shot in the knee and it comes out the guy's big toe or because um, the bullet is has so much powder behind it and it's such a light bullet that it for lack of a better word tumbles and it, for this particular story that I'm thinking of the uh, kid got shot in the back of his knee and the bullet rode his leg bone all the way down to his foot and then out his big toe damn um, so now those that's not going to be something that's used in a in a small pistol though uh, depending on with a 9mm 9mm is the most common pistol round yeah. so 9mm uh, the size of the bullet would make sense I don't you'd have to have a lot more powder than a normal 9mm standard issue right bullet. it seemed but uh, hollow point, what kind of an exit wound does a hollow point hollow have? Hollow points that's are, are specifically designed to make a bigger exit okay. wounds. So, in theory. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't really show nah. his back at all, and it doesn't show the seat after they dump him. So, it could have been anything. I'm glad we got to the bottom of that. That was good. <laughs> Let's just say it was a magic bullet. <laughs> it's a it nice bullet. It was magic. But thank you for your input, Josh. That was beautiful, yes. and we're much more knowledgeable on two calibers of... Of which numbers I've already forgotten. 556 is the military uh, version, the most popular one for um, our M4s, and then our 762s are our machine gun rounds, and then also the Taliban... Um, uses them in their AK-47s. I would just like to say that Josh is way over his 30-word limit. Sorry. (laughs) It's okay. He's talking about guns, so we'll give him a break on that. Yeah, I kind of got in a roll. I'm sorry. My bad. So, um, in addition to looking forward to him coming back, I'm looking forward to May beating the program that they've got her sedated under. Right. um, And just, like, 
whooping some ass when she gets out of that. She's going to be just hell-bent on killing everybody. Oh, she's going to be so mad. Um, Isn't that just her character, though? Like, I mean, basically. Yeah, but she's going to be, like, amped up to 11 now after this. So they had her sedated. Kind of like how she was with Ward? They had her sedated yeah. and put, like, a, a neural stimu- stimulator to implant a simulation into her brain, and they okay. put her in a spa. So she was never at ease because she's like, I don't want to be here. Like, literally, <laughs> the simulation went over and over with her waking up from something, and this guy comes in, he's like, oh, Melinda, you must have passed out during your massage from being so relaxed next is your pedicure and she's like i don't have time for this and gets up and tries to opens the door to leave and flashes right back to waking up so she eventually came out of it because she she was like this isn't right so they they figured wait what what does may thrive on she thrives on conflict so her new simulation is her figuring out she's in the simulation getting out and trying to escape Radcliffe's holding, like, complex. Gotcha. And she, the the last one that we see, she gets so far, and then Ada tracks her down. She kicks Ada off of a balcony, and then it sort of ripples in the simulation. And she figures out, wait, I didn't escape the simulation. Mm. And Ada reappears... Um, Ada reappears and and is like, congratulations, Mae. This is the farthest you've gotten so far. We are having trouble programming to keep up with you. So don't worry. We're still developing the simulation to further your advancement and keep putting you back. We'll be restarting you now. And then it flashes to her waking up from the simulation. Again. Uh. So... She's going to be so mad. So we've done a lot of recapping, but we haven't really done any analysis. <clears throat> That's true. So we should probably do that. You're correct. Um, <clears throat> well, Austin, you're up to date on it, too. Do yeah. you do you have any uh, predictions or anything that you can connect to what we've seen elsewhere in the marvel universe either cinematic or comics wise well one cool thing was the is it the koenig brothers that's their names right yes yeah so one cool thing was that they finally answered like it wasn't like a really big problem but you mentioned the tony stark lmd thing and yeah, now and they the finally koenig brothers yeah so they finally answered the question that yes they are quadruplets they're real people yep. And also, they've been working on the LMD program for several years. So there actually were LMDs. It's just Radcliffe perfected it. Yes. Gotcha. So that answers that question. That um, answers the question that the Koenigs are real people, not robots. And there's actually a, a joke about it because uh, one of the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents on the plane uh, is like, so wait, are they... And they've got a sister that was in before them, and she's just like, are they robots? No. What are you, what are you kidding me? Look at these guys. And one of them's so, dead, right? Because he died. Yes. Hive killed him Ward last season. Ward killed him. No, Ward killed him before he was Oh, it was just Ward. Was yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, he just straight up slit his throat with uh, steel wire. That was when he was Hydra, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not really sure where this is going. Because it doesn't really tie to the movies enough Mm -hmm. to be able to draw stuff from that. I mean, obviously, it's building to Infinity War somehow. Yeah, in some way. And I I bet at one point the LMDs are going to cross over into the movie universe. Yeah, I would like to see... Uh, Tony actually use an LMD. But one... Oh, one cool thing is they used a Luke Cage bullet to try and kill Mace. Yes, that was awesome. So that, I think, might have been the first reference to the Netflix series in Mm -hmm. another medium. Yes, it was. Um, Oh, (laughs) speaking of Mace, so the big big deal with 
having him as the shield director was he came out as being an inhuman. Yeah. It's revealed he's not an inhuman. He's actually just a super soldier. Mm -hmm. They've got an imperfect super soldier serum that he basically just has to keep juicing himself with. Which I think that might be what he is in the comics, too. Yeah? Yeah. So basically he's on, basically he's on advanced steroids. Yes. Yeah, it's like in... The NFL would suspend him. Yes, they would. <laughs> it's, you know, like everybody's trying to redo the thing that made Steve Rogers Captain America. Yeah. And so that's what that is. It's just um, an imperfect serum of that. Probably the same as like what the Winter Soldiers were. Because it looked like mm-hmm. um, the same serum from Civil War. Like in the blue. Oh, right. The blue. blue. It was a blue liquid. Yeah. It was It was probably something along those lines. But clearly the Winter Soldier serum isn't something that they have to um, keep injecting. Yeah. Right. It's, yeah. it's a one dose. It's good. It's almost like maybe it was like an earlier like test subject for that. That's or, why he has to keep injecting it. Or it could have been, you know, uh, they had to take take it back down to a more base model and build it from there because mm. of the because of the Winter Soldiers volatile reaction that those additional Winter Soldiers had. They were uncontrollable. Yeah. Um. I hope Ghost Rider comes back. Uh, I feel like he has to. Yeah. You don't. Because that is kind of like a loose such thread. a good character. Yeah. So maybe if, if they let him go, it's he's just out there, and it's just like, hey, remember that guy that started on fire and drove a cool car? Yeah, he was no? awesome. <laughs> I don't know if he'll come back, guys. Nick Cage is kind of busy. <laughs> My gosh, I hope not. <laughs> you don't hope he's busy or you don't hope it's Nick Cage both <laughs> so what do you think the third pot is going to be so we're in the second right now with mm. LMDs yeah this is this is one of the first times for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that there hasn't been an Earth based movie that was coming out in May because the May movie this year is Guardians Yeah. oh you know what though They've got to be building to the Inhumans TV series. That does come out uh, next fall, doesn't it? Maybe. Or is it 2018? I think it's not till 2018. Mm, but it's got to be building to that. And I'm sure somehow they're going to start making references to Attilan. Like, they ha- they have to. Yeah, so, I, I agree. that. And the Inhumans show um i think they've started casting though yeah i'm pretty so it's sure. close and then i bet the third pot is going to be like an inhumans watchdog showdown face off yeah i would uh <clears throat> i could see that happening with uh sky finding some more like some hidden sect of uh of of inhumans that were at um the sanctuary mhm can't remember the I don't remember what it's called yeah um um so I could see that happening. Sky finding them uh, by tracking watchdog investigations. Maybe the watchdogs are closing in on these inhumans. Sky finds out about it and she goes to kind of like rescue them, like rallies the Coulson team and maybe uses some LMDs. Maybe. So oh, but you know would, what? That would make sense. I do remember now, right at the end of that episode, they had a bunch of pictures of Coulson being everywhere. Yeah, that's true. Because uh, the so. the Russian guy thinks Coulson is the root cause of all of this because working for S.H.I.E.L.D., Coulson was... He has the picture of Coulson 
in Arizona at the, for at the or New Mexico for Thor at the Hammer. Mm. He has the picture of him involved with um, the first Avengers with Captain America with everything with Tony Stark everything he did have a hand in in the movies they have photos of him being at those events and around those things interesting and so this Russian guy whoever he is feels that Coulson is the root cause of this Inhumans outbreak interesting yeah yeah so that that's something else I'm looking forward to them trying to justify his paranoia. Yeah. Um, so do you want to start wrapping next this up? week? Yeah, next yeah. week I'm going to talk about Star Wars Rebels. Mm-hmm. Uh, gonna do some compare and contrast to what they did in the Clone Wars and uh, some of what they could use to set up additional movies or what fed into uh, events of Rogue One. So we'll get some good theories and stuff. Yeah, with that, we'll move on to sports. Yay, my turn. All right. So as we all are aware of, uh, as of this recording, yes, as of this recording yesterday... There was a big football game that was played. There was. Yes. It was big. And it started when it, as it started off, we were like, oh, this is gonna be you no know, another blowout. Gosh, and then it ended bad up first my gosh. three quarters. <sighs> like at halftime everyone kinda thought, Do we even want to watch the second half? Right. And then the second half happened and it became probably one of the best Super Bowls of the last ten years. That fourth quarter was incredible. Uh, for for those of you that don't know, the Patriots did end up winning. Yeah, uh, 25-point comeback. And we also got the first overtime game in Super Bowl history. Crazy. Which, yeah, 51 Super Bowls, it took, first overtime. It took 51 years to get an overtime game. What a historic it's, Super Bowl. Yeah, it is, You have the biggest comeback in Super Bowl history. You have the first overtime game. And then you have uh, a coach and a quarterback both winning their fifth Super Bowl in their careers, which is the best of any coach or quarterback. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... It's oh, it was ridiculous, and I'll be the first to say that I'm not a fan of Tom Brady, and I know <laughs> it's an unpopular opinion, and I don't care, and I'm still angry he won. I give all credit to Bill Belichick. Like Bill Belichick is a genius. Yeah. Uh, just, now to be clear, you give all credit to Belichick for Brady's career, not for that game, because Brady ran that fourth quarter. Who who called the plays? We don't know. Belichick. That's what you think. Belichick is We don't know how much leeway he actually gives to Brady now. Eh. Yeah, especially after three since still. Yeah, but still, I, Bill, look, I mean, let's just say that right now. Bill Belichick's going to go down as the greatest coach in football history. Agreed. I mean, that is yeah. obvious. Agreed. Like, you, there's not even any, there can't even be an argument. Like, you, yeah, you can throw guys like Lombardi and Hallis in there, but in the modern era, no one's been better. In the past 17 years, they've lost their division, like, three times? Yeah. Yeah. Three times. One of those times was a year uh, they didn't have Brady. Yeah. When they had Castle, and they still went 10-6 and six and were a wildcard team. Yeah, and that was the Dolphins just having a really good year. The, well, that was the year the Dolphins uh, instituted the Wildcat. Right. So they won, like, a bunch of games that year because... Ronnie no one Brown was used was, to it. Yeah, no one was used to it. No one knew how to defend it because you had you had like three running backs in formation. Anybody could get the ball at any time. Ronnie Brown was able to throw downfield. It was ridiculous. Ronnie Brown. Have yeah, Belichick, that's an old name. Have Belichick and Brady ever missed the playoffs? Uh, I don't believe they have. Not that I remember. No, no. they've I, they've been eliminated early. Yeah, they, they might, the Patriots are always but, in the yeah. playoffs. Yeah, they yeah, are. They're, they either win the division or they're a wild card team. Like Dan said, they've only not won the division three years. Yeah, yeah. And of those three years, they were a wild card team. Mm-hmm. They've never been below five hundred under Belichick. That's so no. crazy. I'm Seventeen close. years, not below five hundred. Yeah, and as ever since he ever since he took control of that organization, they have just been nonstop consistent from day one until now. <laughs> like it's ridiculous. Me and Dave were talking about it earlier when Belichick retires. Like, I don't know what they're going to do. Like, 
the Patriots are just going to suddenly be mortals. Like, when yeah. Belichick leaves, they'll just be a normal team again. Yeah. They might still have all the pieces that he leaves them with, and it won't be the same. No, it won't. It'll it'll be... I believe when that happens, you'll start to see a lot of holes in people's games. Yeah. Because yeah. they'll try to utilize them in certain ways that are not the way there's not the way Belichick uses them. Yeah. Because if... It's got to be Belichick because if you look at the Patriots, they are a team that's composed of other teams' rejects. What's yep. big highlight? Shea McClellan. Yeah. There's yeah. two things that Shea McClellan has done well in his career. One of them was to break Aaron Rodgers' collarbone. The <laughs> other one was to jump over the line last night. And then they wrongfully penalized him and said he jumped over the center. Which he also Which did he another did, time during the season. hit the center. He did not. Yeah, the center, he, he well, hiked the, the ball the and is, then he put his arm up and he hit his foot hit the center. You cannot touch the line at all if you're going to jump over it. Well, and the other thing is he kind of jumped in that gray area in between the guard and the center, so they just said he jumped over the center. Yeah. Mm. Because technically he did. But, but what's uh, it matter? I mean, it's an extra point. Well, the extra point meant a lot. Uh, they, last they night, wouldn't have it, gone to overtime. Yeah. Yeah, but they, if, wouldn't have gone, they wouldn't have gone to overtime. And if uh, Goskowski doesn't miss that extra point earlier in the game, mm-hmm. then they don't have to go for two later. They just kick the extra point and it's tied up. Uh-huh. Or they can go yeah. for two and win it without overtime. Right. Yeah. Which I wouldn't put past Belichick to do. Uh. So it's actually it's actually a big thing. I did not see that his foot hit the center. Yeah, it so, did. It clearly hit him. Okay. Okay, but so. I've been seeing a lot online of people posting pictures of that last winning play. Do you guys oh, yeah. think his knee was down before the ball crossed? I think it's one of those things where it's just it's very bang, bang. You miss it in the heat of the moment. Even even yeah. in regular slow motion, it looked like the ball crossed almost simultaneously. Yeah. It, it takes going frame by frame, yeah. literally frame by frame, to see maybe maybe his knee was down when the ball was like two centimeters away from the line. Yeah. yeah. Even in that one picture that I've seen, oh my gosh, it's close. Permission to say something. Yes, go, go ahead, go Josh. Ahead. The I will say this, the, and this is the this is the problem that, all right, no, this is part of the reason why the, you're always going to have fans on both sides uh, that aren't going to like calls or whatever, but the thing that I... Um, feel like is that if that play was not technically in, and I know it'll probably piss people off by saying this, the Patriots were unstoppable in overtime, and they pretty much walked down that field like they owned it. So if that play technically wasn't a touchdown, which well, I think yeah. that's uh, safe to say, like maybe 20% it wasn't a touchdown, uh, they were going to score on the next play. Yeah, anyways. then that they get it on the one-inch line. Exactly. Yeah, the they the were question score. about that becomes, you know, <clears throat> Belichick probably tries to punch it in. Oh yeah, because of yeah. because of what White did earlier. Why would you when not though? It was only the second line down. Opened it. It would be third and no, one no, inch. That was third down. No, it was second. No, that was second down. Oh, was it? Yeah, second down. Yeah. If, they, oh, if he okay. did not get in the it, the pass interference call was the play before was that. Play. Yeah. yeah. Regard. I mean, regardless if it's third or fourth down, I still think Belichick tries to punch it in. Yeah, because he I mean, he's, even if he doesn't use White, he's got like Eric Blunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just give it to him and have him. All also, all you gotta do if is you just don't get it on fourth down. It's being snapped into the end zone. No, it's the not Falcons get it at the twenty-five. At... What? The Falcons get it at no, the twenty-five. They, no, they don't. Wait, what? No. They do. I'm pretty sure. No. no. It, it would get it at the their own one. Yeah. It's exactly it's like... This, isn't, that this isn't college, No, Austin. they adopted that college rule. No, they what? didn't. Yeah, no. if they kick a field goal, then the Falcons would get it at the 25, I'm pretty sure. No, no they, they wouldn't would kick a field we're, goal. They're saying if they go forward on fourth and, and get stopped, it's exactly like during the game where you turn the ball over on fourth yeah, down. If they went for on fourth down and didn't get it, they would get the ball on their own one. That's how it works. This my, my missing it, Austin, I mean, not missing the field goal, missing the score, missing yeah. a touchdown. If they yeah. try to punch it in and fail, the Falcons get it at their inch line. Right. If they go for the field goal and miss it, then they just get it where the ball was spotted on the field goal. Exactly. Yeah. It's just like regular rules. 
Okay, Ball I State's. thought this year that that was one thing they adopted from college was that. No, the only thing about the twenty-five they adopted was when you kneel the kickoff, it goes out to the twenty-five exactly. instead of twenty. Yeah. 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 Um. So, any any final remarks on the Super Bowl? Um, that was the greatest one I've ever seen. Yeah. Mine too. That yeah, it was really good. I was actually. I mean. I, w- I wish the results had been different because yeah. I don't like the Patriots, but, I mean, that's, um, that's just me. As I told you in Austin the other night, uh, I was rooting for the Patriots to maintain uh, <coughs> Eli Manning's status as Brady's Bane and the Slayer, the Patriots Slayer. Uh, and now I'm okay because if Tom Brady never goes to another Super Bowl – and it's not against Eli Manning, um, then he will live the rest of his life knowing the only person who managed to beat him in the Super Bowl was somehow Eli Manning outgunning him both times. I did like how you pointed out that Brady was doing terribly because Eli was at the game. (laughs) So I think Eli left at halftime, and then Brady was like, my power's back. (laughs) My kryptonite has left, and the sun is shining. Feel a resurgence. I would, after the game, I was thinking, you know, like, I wish that I was a Patriots fan because that would have been just the most epic championship to ever witness. And then I remembered, oh, yeah, I'm a Cubs fan. I was going to say yeah! that. <laughs> I was going to say that. It would yeah, be like mean, being a Cubs fan last this past year. I just love seeing all the who choked worse. And it's like uh, <laughs> Golden State, Cleveland Indians, uh, Alabama, or the Falcons. And, and I always say the Indians. Yeah, because I mean, come on! You're playing against a team that hasn't won in 108 years. Yeah, you're up the, three to one. The whole fan base is downtrodden. We're like, that's it, and then you yeah. blow plus, it. Plus, plus, you had two games in your own field. Yeah. yeah. Plus, the epitome of them choking was those two outfielders letting the ball drop. Oh yeah, that, that was, was the epitome oh, of the choke. So happy! <laughs> I couldn't believe that. I was like, you, what? And didn't. Three runs score off of that? Um, two. Because there were two. Uh, just two? Yep. There were two outs, so runners were going. Yep. Runners were off on contact. Which is why they scored two. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to move on from the Super Bowl. Um, since we're all mostly Chicago sports fans, I mean, uh, I waver <laughs> in the baseball field and go to the much better Cardinals. But today, I'm sorry, who we're just won going the to. I'm sorry you know what we're going to move on to something more important and more pertinent the the new rumor about the Bears wanting to snap into a Slim Jim alright so the story has become and I've heard rumblings about this ever since the season ended everyone's talking about uh, can Jimmy will Jimmy Garoppolo get traded because obviously Brady's going to be there for a few more years. He wants to play till he's like 42, 43. Mm-hmm. He'll be 40 uh, this fall, for those wondering. Yeah, and Jimmy's going to be entering the last year of his rookie contract, so he'll be much easier to trade. Not like he was that difficult anyway, but... Uh, so the Bears are, of course, in need of a quarterback. Everyone knows this. So are the 49ers, the Browns, uh, the Jets, and a couple other teams that maybe aren't as in desperate need, but they still like an upgrade. Um... So, I've heard the rumblings about it, and then just this last week, I've seen multiple reporters uh, with credible sources saying that the Bears are apparently going to make uh, trading for Jimmy Garoppolo a top priority this offseason. Really? Mm -hmm. He's going to be a top priority because uh, Ryan Pace is also from Eastern Illinois, uh, which is Garoppolo's alma mater. So, he has a little bit of history because he's gone to Eastern Illinois games and watched him play in person. He's also been able to talk to his coaches. He like he knows probably everything about this kid. Um, I like I like the idea of it. The only thing is, if you do it, I still think you have to get a quarterback in the draft. Like yeah. no matter what you do, like Jimmy played really well in the games while Brady was suspended, but he still only took like two hundred and some snaps. Yeah, he's fairly untested. Yeah, it's still. fairly untested. I think he also played the Jets once, which is like a just nothing. That's like playing a JV team. Yeah. It's like playing the Bears. <laughs> yeah, basically. This is not for your input. He's right, he actually, though. 
He actually did play, he did play <laughs> against you, the Bears Boston. in the preseason. He Thank did you. very well, which, again, doesn't say much. Yeah. But I mean, playing well. against the Bears in the preseason when he would have played against them would be like playing against the Bears at the end of the season. True. When everyone was hurt. Yeah. But, and like I said, there's other teams. The uh, the other ones that I think are kind of on the top of the list trade for him are the 49ers, the Browns, and the Jets. The problem is the Patriots are not going to trade him to a division rival. No. Especially if they think he's worth something. If they trade him to yeah. the Jets, then that just proves that they don't think very much of him at all. <laughs> that's that's what is the true test. But, but I keep hearing that I've heard that Belichick really likes him. Mm-hmm. Um, the coaching staff likes him a lot, so I don't think he's going to the Jets. The 49ers don't really have a whole lot of draft picks this year, so I think they're out of it because the Jets like to get a lot of return for their trades. You mean the Patriots. Uh, sorry, the Patriots get a, like to get a lot of return for their trades. Mm-hmm. So And they get that with draft picks. That's why you see them trade guys like Jamie Collins to Cleveland and get a third-round pick. Or a fourth. Yeah. Tra- they trade guys and get like second-round picks, third-round, fourth-round. They never get like first-rounders. Yeah. Unless it's like really good player, but for the most part, like, and that's how they stockpile because then they get three or four uh, fourth round picks. They take two of those and they use them to trade up in the second round, mm-hmm. and that's how they get all these great mm-hmm. players. But the thing is, the Browns have a lot of picks. Same sure. with the Bears. The Bears have a lot of picks this year. I think they have three in the fourth round alone. Yeah, I was gonna say third and fourth round. They're pretty stacked. Yeah. So, so the Bears in the third. Yeah, so the Bears could take like their second round pick and two of their third rounders, trade that to the Patriots for Garoppolo, and I think they take that. But the Browns also have two first round picks, and the Browns are just dumb enough to trade at least one of those. <laughs> yeah, for Garoppolo, I could see the Browns trading because they have the first overall pick and they have the twelfth overall pick. I could see them trading the twelfth overall pick, mm-hmm. or. Or doing some sort of deal to, if they get Garoppolo, that's that's what they were probably going to do with their number one. So they trade their number one pick down, trade the 12th pick to the Patriots, and trade swap that lower pick with the Patriots pick. So yep. they end up going from the number one and the number 12 to just the number 32. True. And the Patriots I could see can something say, like that happening. The Patriots can say, "Well, Garoppolo is a two-time Super Bowl champion, so give us something good." That is yeah, true. Yeah, it's not like true. he played in the games. No, no he, didn't, he didn't. But that he still has two rings. That's a fact. Okay, so this <laughs> how cushy of a gig is that? <laughs> I, had, awesome. I barely played it all my career. I had two rings. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, man, he's got that for the rest of his life. Yeah, go oh, and, yeah. go and say that to Erlacher. See how happy he is. Oh, <laughs> so this is also a factor. He'll probably punch him in the face. <laughs> how many more years does Tom Brady have? I'd say three. Like I At said, he wants, to play, three. he wants to play at least 42, 43, and he's going to be turning 40 next season. Yeah. So I'd say probably, yeah, three years. So the I'd question is, three good years. if Belichick <clears throat> likes Garoppolo, do they keep him around and hope that they, they get can. like an Aaron Rodgers out of him after Brett well, they, Favre? Well, the thing is they also just drafted Jacoby Brissett, and since Belichick's like the guy for draft picks, they've, he's got to like him a little bit too. They've – and. I mean, he's he's just became a rookie. He played well in the one game he uh, got the start in right. because Garoppolo was also hurt. Yeah, here's so, here's I the mean, thing he's... about that. Um, Garoppolo won't want to sit for six years of his career. Yeah, that's it. no quarterback that feels that they are legitimately good enough to start will take an extension of their contract knowing they're going to sit. Two more years. This is Aaron Rodgers. Three years. Three years. Yeah. The 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 Packers moved on from Brett Favre, who retired, so that they well, could, they kind of forced him into retirement. They kind of forced because him because they wanted so to see that, what they had with Rodgers. Yeah, they knew Rodgers was good. They knew he had been sitting for three years. That's the perfect amount of time to sit under an all-time great like Favre. Yeah. Okay, so for the Bears, you think. They get Garoppolo. He's the starter. Mm-hmm. He's the day one starter. They also draft a quarterback. Yes. With What do they have, the fifth? Third. 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 So they overall. draft a great quarterback with the third draft pick well, who then actually, here, studies under my, Garoppolo. So what do the well, here, Bears give up to get Garoppolo? 
Hey, well, shut your mouth and let him speak. Well, here, well, here's here's actually what I think with it. If you if you do trade for Garoppolo, what you then do is maybe trade down from number three to maybe like mid first round because there's a few good quarterbacks. I would say even possibly if you like a guy later on, you think he's still going to be there, take him in the second. Like there's uh, Patrick Mahomes from Texas Tech who uh, threw for. A lot of people are saying he's the most NFL-ready quarterback. He broke Manziel's he, season record for Texas Tech, right? Tex- no, that Manziel was Texas, was Texas A&M. That was Texas A&M. Uh, Mahomes broke Texas Tech's passing record, which is saying something because they've aired it out for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also led the nation in passing yards. Oh. Um, he, I mean, the guy's got a cannon, but he's just a little bit shaky, and a lot of people don't know if he can really adjust to the NFL game that well. Um, he's got a lot of he's got a lot of skills though. It's just there's there's just some mechanics issues and things like that. But I think you trade down later in the first round, and it just depends. Like some guys are really high on people's lists right now since you have many quarterback uh, needed teams uh, in the first five picks. Like yeah. uh, Deshaun, you have Deshaun Watson, you have uh, Mitch, Mitch Trubisky. Trubisky. Uh, Deshaun Kaiser's in there, and then there's a few other guys. So it's just hard to say like where they'll go because you could get five quarterbacks taken in the first twenty picks, or you could have, or you have the combine happen, and then they just fall down everyone's board, and then you only have one. See, the Bears have the advantage of having coached the Senior Bowl, so I think if they got a good look at someone that's not on everyone's radar, uh, they should use the number three pick on a defensive player get a really solid def- young defender to plug into that up and coming defense which should be good if they're healthy next year yes they were yeah, a top 10 unit before they started falling to injuries uh two two defensive players i would like for them to look at with the number three pick are uh, jonathan allen who's a defensive end yep uh he's a good pass rusher and he'll work really well in vic fangio's three four and then uh, Jabril Peppers from Michigan, yeah, because they really need a playmaker in the defensive secondary because it's just awful right now. I would prefer that they use it on Peppers, um, and then, like I said, if they got a good look at someone that's not on everyone's radar, that they say we can put him behind Garoppolo or Hoyer for a couple of years and develop him into something great, then. And we can get him with that number three in the second round. Then I think you do that. I think yeah. right now though, uh, Garoppolo is going to be more of your bridge quarterback, with the hopes that he can be your long term. Yeah. With the hopes that he can be your long term option. But at the same time, I just really think you need to have a backup plan because you. I don't necessarily want to wait till the next year to see if. To see if like maybe there's a better quarterback in next year's class because what if there's not? What if like the next three years you just get nothing? Right. Like, I mean, they expect there to be a couple of good quarterbacks in next year's, but at yeah, maybe they well, like a guy like Lamar. Bad a guy seasons. like Lamar Jackson will probably come out next year. Uh, maybe but, I'd prefer to see him wait until the following season, but. I wouldn't be surprised I, if he has another he, really good year. He probably he'll won't. declare next year. I mean, he's already got a Heisman. If he has an even halfway decent year, he'll probably go because his draft stock already is pretty high. Yeah, like he's already projected top five pick. Yeah, but Jackson, I wouldn't. He's <clears throat> Jackson would not be the quarterback I would want the Bears to draft because of his mobility. He doesn't fit the scheme the Bears play under. True. But, and if I mean, you if you count on his his uh, football IQ and his just natural athleticism to make it so he can adapt to your system, maybe or maybe you adapt your system to him if you think that he's worth it. But I will I say John know. Fox is very good at adapting his system because look what he did with Tebow. That's, true. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, I know Bray's <laughs> on with me on that yep. one. Yeah, um, and it well, worked too. It yeah. didn't just adapt his yeah. offense; he, it worked. Yeah, I mean, so that—that's basically my thoughts. Uh, first off, you don't give up the number three pick for Garoppolo. That would no. just be insane. Um, two, if you do get him, maybe trade down the first round, get a quarterback a little bit later, or use that number three pick on a defensive player and hope yeah, you get someone is. better in the in the next in the couple rounds, round. yeah, in the second or the third round, depending on how it goes. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then you just really need that rookie quarterback to kind of develop behind Garoppolo just in case something happens. Yeah. Like, I would love Definitely. it if – I would love it if Jimmy G was our long-term the next answer. Aaron yeah, I'd oh god, I'd love that. I'd love it if he became the long-term option, but you always got to have a plan B just mm-hmm. in case. Yeah. But the the real either way, the the quarterback issue needs to be addressed now. And regarding like, that, um, Tony Romo is not the way to address that. <laughs> no. Anyone who thinks that Tony anyone who thinks Tony Romo is the answer. You just look at the offensive no. line. Look I at the honestly forgot line. about Tony Romo. The O line, the O line would get him destroyed. Romo would be would pronounced be dead in the first game of the season. He would not be cheap, even for one year. Like for one, you realize he's how much money out. Jerry paid him the last few years? You know he's, yeah, he's a pro quarterback, cheap. right? Yeah, like, yeah, right, yeah. he's yeah. he's going to use every bit he can. Like, well, Jerry paid me this much. I went to a Pro Bowl. Yeah, but he's not going to get that. Yeah, though. but you're old, dude. That's my point, though, is he's not going to get that. Brock Osweiler got seventy. million. If Brock million. Osweiler can get $72 million, okay. anyone should get that money. Osweiler. That was just stupid. Oh, no arguments here. I saw <laughs> that, that and I went, that's going to bite him in the ass. Yep. <laughs> Look at it go. All right, Brock well, we'll see what happens now. Yeah, we're going to give this guy money because he's 6'7". Who cares? Yeah. So, well, Dylan, when, if this happens, do. when do you think it'll happen? Well, I mean, officially the offseason has started now. Um, but No really, moves can be made until March. Yeah, no moves can be made until March, but as of right now, teams can release players. Yes. Okay. So we so could think, be seeing some names go I from think the Bears. Cutler uh, goes in about two weeks from now. Uh, I, I don't know. I think they may take a last-ditch effort to try and trade him to mm-hmm. see if they can yeah. get anything. Yeah. So they're definitely we'll going to trade Cutler. We'll probably have to wait till closer to, to. We'll probably yeah, have to wait till closer to draft day to see if they release him. The thing about trading Cutler is every team knows the Bears want to cut him. So well, that's the thing. Teams every team knows to give up a lot. Every team will just kind of assume if they don't trade him, they'll cut him, and then yeah. we can get him then. Teams are going to be like, we'll give you an eighth-round draft pick, and the Bears will there's, be like, it only goes seven rounds. <laughs> That's just, all I'm saying. I was going to say. <laughs> the Browns will say, like, you we'll know do there's that. not. <laughs> we'll do that. We'll so, also throw in a lifetime supply of suck, because we have a lot of it. Um, all right, well, that's some right. great insight. Good predictions. We'll see what happens then. Uh, yeah. As we get closer to the draft, uh, but I think that is it for sports. That wraps uh, it up for the. And I'll be able, I'll be able to update better once we get closer to the draft on possible uh, Bears draft picks and possible moves they could make. Yeah, and we'll see what, what happens over the course of the week. So, Dylan, yep. do you have any Before ideas for next week? Um, I guess just more sports stuff. All right, great. So. I mean, that wraps it up for the podcast this week. So next week, obviously, yeah. we'll be talking about 1984. Uh, we'll be talking about Star, Star Wars, Wars Rebels. Rebels. And football's over now, so we'll come up with something else. Baseball season's coming up. Go Cubs! Yes, we'll go Cubs. talking about, I don't know, hockey? We can talk hockey. Screw talk basketball. Hockey and how LeBron's a big baby. <laughs> Biggest baby there is. Charles right. Barkley said something mean about me. Get over it. God! Okay. Well, that's it for the podcast this week, everybody. Um, thanks for tuning in, if you did. Yes, yeah, thank thanks, you. everybody. I am Austin Stevens. I'm Dan Schweizer. And I'm Dylan Webster. And this has been The Shakedown. <laughs> <laughs>